the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is 534 on the Bruce Hooley Show. Appreciate you joining us. And if you're just now getting in, you missed our interview with Senate candidate Josh Mandel, former state treasurer, former two-time Ohio state representative. Uh, Josh was very candid. Josh was very bold. Uh, Josh has a vision for how he wants to follow Rob Portman into the U.S. Senate. He's in a spirited battle that has a crowded field already and is going to get more crowded with what is likely to be J.D. Vance's addition to the race on Thursday. Reports are Vance will enter uh, by announcing in his hometown of Middletown. Bernie Moreno, Cleveland businessman. Jane Timken, former head of the Ohio Republican Party. Mike Gibbons, who was the, uh, I think he was the finance chairman of Trump's Ohio campaign during his uh, presidential campaign. And Josh Mandel. And look, Josh Mandel, as I said, is a guy who, he's a scrapper. Politics is a dirty business. Uh, he is never going to be mistaken for some of the people he says he does not want to be confused with. Mitt Romney, Mike DeWine. He's not going to be confused with either one of them. From where I sit, that's a good thing. I think Mitt Romney's a dope for falling into the Joe Biden bipartisan trap on a portion of the infrastructure bill. And then Biden, because he's a lunatic and demented, said the quiet part out loud. Oh, well, I'm not going to sign that unless I get uh, everything I want in another bill. And he made Romney look like a fool. And you know what? He made Rob Portman look like a fool for standing there outside the White House with Joe Biden putting his wrinkled right hand on Rob Portman's shoulders like they were old fraternity buddies or something. You won't see Josh Mandel do that if he gets elected to the U.S. Senate. And I don't want to see my Republican senator from the state of Ohio do that. So I'm fine with the fact that Josh Mandel is branded a fighter, and embraces the branding. Now, when I said that he always seems to have something around the fringes of his campaign, uh, I owe you an explanation for that. So in 2000, let's say nine-ish, 2008-ish, when he ran for uh, state treasurer, um, he was up against an African-American opponent. And there was campaign literature sent that said uh, the opponent was a Muslim. And this is, you know, let's go back to this era, okay? We're five, six, seven, eight years out from 9-11. Uh, that was still something then, not now, which you know, kind of amazes me. Uh, we're 20 years from that time. And uh, if you dare mention Muslim extremism, it's you're the hateful person. Uh, No, they flew planes into our buildings. That was a thing. That really happened. It wasn't some people did something, like Ilhan Omar says. Uh, Yeah, some people who hate America did very bad things to completely innocent Americans. So 
the campaign literature gets sent. Now, was it sent by the Mandel campaign? Like I say, it's always around the fringes. It was explained away that uh, the Ohio Republican Party sent that. We didn't send it. They sent it. Okay, so let's fast forward. You get the benefit of the doubt, maybe. Uh, He did some good things as Ohio treasurer. He made the expenditures of the state of Ohio transparent. You could go to ohiocheckbook.com and find every expenditure. I like that. It's your money. It's not the governor's money. It's not the state's money. It's not Joe Biden's money. It's your money. And you ought to know how it's being spent. So he gets kudos for that from me. So then in 2016-2017, this is what I meant right before the break when I said, eh, sometimes he goes a little over the line, but eh, I don't really have a problem with it. So he's running for Senate, okay, Josh Mandel. And he's running against an incumbent, Sherrod Brown, career politician, leftist, liberal, abortion-loving, tax-loving, deficit-spending, Sherrod Brown. I could go on with his numerous deficiencies as a political candidate. So Josh Mandel is running. And Mandel's got a little bit of a political profile, but he's not a U.S. senator. So you're running a campaign. Who could help me in my campaign? Gee, I don't know. Maybe the head football coach at Ohio State, the national championship coach at Ohio State. So Josh Mandel, as state treasurer, stays within the bounds of state law and spends under the limit for getting approval from the state controlling board with a series of TV stations for a state program announcing how disabled Ohioans can invest their money. Okay, is it a good program? By all accounts, yes. Is it within the parameters of the law? Absolutely. Does it help Josh Mandel? become known because he's standing next to a guy who in his third year at Ohio State won a national championship? No question. So how would I characterize that? I would characterize that as savvy politics because I like Republican politicians. And if it helps Josh Mandel beat Sherrod Brown, I'm all about it. If it helped Sherrod Brown beat Josh Mandel... I would not be all about it, and I am disclosing my bias, okay? Because I know if Sherrod Brown gets elected, and unfortunately he did, he's going to vote to kill more babies in the womb. He's going to vote to tax you even more than he already is. He's going to blather on about green energy and other complete and utter wastes of money and equivocate nonsense about women's health and transgender rights And everything else, when what the real translation of that is, is murder of the unborn and threatening the safety of and the psychological well-being of young women. That's the translation for reproductive rights and transgender rights. I want no one, hear me now, hear me now. I want no one to discriminate against transgender youth. My personal view of transgenderism is is a deeply, 
deeply troubled individual. Not unlike, and I've used this analogy before, and honestly, I don't remember where I first heard it or I would give them credit. Transgenderism to me is absolutely no different than anorexia or bulimia. The person who is afflicted with this mental disconnect between their mental reality, their mental perception, and their biological reality, there is a disconnect. An anorexic is not a fat person. When they look in the mirror, they see a fat person. And so they think, I have to purge or I have to not eat. You would never, let's hope never, in our society, saying never is extremely risky and probably foolhardy, but you would never tell an emaciated, suffering, bulimic, or anorexic, you know, you could really stand to lose 10 pounds. I mean, you would never say that. But we have people in the medical profession who tell biological boys and biological girls who think they are the opposite gender, oh, yeah, here, puberty blockers, here, reassignment surgery, here. It is macabre. It is cruel. It is sick. And on top of that sickness, then you want to let biological men go into a girl's locker room, a girl's restroom, a women's shelter? This is utter madness. Utter, complete, indefensible, illogical madness. This happened just recently in California. A woman... It says she's in a spa, but I think she's in a gym because everybody was dressed to work out, okay? And she sees a biological man. How did she know it was a biological man? Because the part of his biology that distinguishes him as a man was on open display for her and young women to see as he walked around in what should have been a private area for biological women only. And she went to the front desk, and she complained vociferously. I just want to be clear with you. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age. Your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? Like I asked. It's so he, so he can stay there. He can stay there? What sexual orientation? I see a... It lets me know he's a man. He, he's a man. Thank you. Thank you, common sense lady. Much appreciated. So, yeah. And then Josh Mandel uh, running against Sherrod Brown in 2018. He's in January. And the race is going to be decided in November. He pulls out of the race, says it's because of his wife's health. I'm not going to pry into a man's health, uh, to, a, uh, to a family's health situation. The facts of the matter are that a year after that, Josh Mandel and his wife got divorced. And now Josh Mandel is dating. And shortly after the divorce began dating, his 
campaign finance director in the dispatch. This is a hit piece. They're trying to do everything they can to marginalize a Republican candidate. Uh, But it does, if Rachel Wilson is berating people in the campaign, you have to take that into account. To what degree you give it, I don't know. But to what degree, uh, you know, you have to take that into account when someone allows someone who works for them to treat others that way. You can say it's demanding. You can say it's politics as usual. I'll let you make your own decision on that. I didn't witness it personally, and I need a much greater authority to trust on this than people from the Columbus Dispatch under whose byline this story appears when I've read other things under these same bylines, and it's been complete partisan nonsense. I'm not saying this is. I'm saying other things I've read are. Mamie and Gehanna joins the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Mamie. Hi, Bruce. Thank you for having Josh Mandel on. He's a real go-getter, and I've never heard him speak before, but he's my kind of candidate. If he can withstand all of the uh, nonsense from the media and where he said he was going to go and not only drain the swamp, going to blow it up, yeah. I think it's great. Well, he's he's definitely, you know, he's not only a fighter. I think he likes fighting, <laughs> and he wants to paint himself that way. Wasn't he a former Marine? He was former <laughs> Marine, yes. I mean, he's a tough guy, and he's a guy who stands for, you know, the things that, as I said, he and I have a lot of things in common. Now, here's my one criticism of both Jane Timken and Josh Mandel, and I would say of Jeff LaRay, that I do not notice, and Jeff LaRay's not in the Senate race, he's the uh, Steve Stivers-endorsed candidate in the uh, congressional race to succeed Stivers. I would not say this of Ruth Edmonds, and I would not say this of Bernie Moreno, and I would not say this of Omar Tarazi. Tarazi and Edmonds are running for the congressional seat, and uh, um, Tarazi and Edmonds, I think I said that, that's what I meant to say, and Moreno is running for the Senate seat. Those three people, when they're in an environment like this, they talk like people. Josh's opening statement was clearly a bunch of political talking points that he effectively and passionately strung together. But I was like, okay, we're gonna are we gonna filibuster here? Or are we gonna have a conversation? And after he got that out, then we had a conversation. And Jane Timken is, you can tell, a political animal. Uh, Jeff Larray, he hasn't been at it very long. He's a political animal. So I think we're in an era where if you're a Trump person, you're a populist-leaning person, and that is something that if I were Jeff LeRae, if I were Josh Mandel, if I were Jane Timken, I would endeavor to add more of to my message because I think that is where Donald Trump excels. It is 5.53 on the Bruce Hooley Show. Our thanks to U.S. Senate candidate Josh Mandel for joining us. That interview is up on our social media right now. Podcasted at 989theanswer.com. So if you missed it, you can dial it up on the web. You can listen to it on uh, Facebook page and also via our Twitter page at 989theanswer at the Hooley Show. So uh, Josh Mandel and I would certainly be aligned on our opinion of Governor Mike DeWine. I asked him after he talked about Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, some others in uh, national politics, 
being rhinos, Republicans in name only, uh, I said, what would you think about our governor? And I believe his direct quote was, I'd call him a rhino and a squish. I believe he acted like a tyrant on lockdowns in the state of Ohio. Yeah, Mike DeWine uh, likes to flex his power. He got um, very upset when people didn't pay enough attention to his little uh, petulant lockdown orders and vaccine uh, encouragement and his vaximillion sweepstakes. And he lost me this week when he decided to use an executive order to institute name, image, and likeness legislation for Ohio State football players and other athletes, of course, but they're the only ones who are going to make any real money at it, at the expense of, not the not at the expense of, but instead of uh, enacting protections for high school sports for girls and things of that like. Uh, Mike DeWine, a grandfather, said, I have daughters. I heard an interview with Mike DeWine today, and it infuriated me even more to hear him explain his stiff arm, his ignoring of the Protect Women's Sports Act, because he's about the kids. About the kids. I wanted to drive off the road. I wanted to punch the steering wheel. I wanted to scream at him. How is that protecting the kids? He had the temerity to mention his daughters and his granddaughters, which he egregiously failed them and every other female who plays sports in the state of Ohio with that decision. Now, he got his pen back out today, and he signed a bill that will pour $2.2 billion um, of your dollars, because they're federal tax dollars, into a couple programs here in Ohio. Uh, biggest expenditure, $1.5 billion, is going to go to the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund. And that, of course, has to be replenished because he kept the $300 a month extended unemployment benefits going about three weeks longer than he should have, and how many millions of that did they fritter away in fraudulent claims? A lot. $422 million more uh, to 2,000 local governments to support pandemic relief. Yeah, there's no chance any of that's wasted money. $250 million to establish a water and sewer quality program administered by the Ohio Department of Development. Does anybody have, in a year, will anybody know where any of this money went? We see any dramatic improvement across the board in anything that all this money is going to. If you think so, you have a lot more faith in uh, state government than I do. A lot, lot, lot more. Now, I asked Josh Mandel at the end of our interview if he thought he would get President Trump's endorsement. Because there are those who think that President Trump is not going to endorse someone in the primary. And actually, I'm trying to think this through as I talk it through. Waiting until the general to endorse somebody is kind of a Captain Obvious move, right? Does it make a headline that Donald Trump endorses someone over screaming Tim Ryan or any other leftist Democrat fool? No, it would not make headlines. Uh, Trump endorsed Jane Timken for Ohio Republican Party chair. 
I've only talked to Jane Timken once. I had somebody reach out to me recently and say, hey, why don't you have Jane Timken on? I'm like, she was been on. she's been on. She's welcome to come on again. I'm more than happy to have Jane back on. Now, let me say this about a judgment I made of Jane Timken. We talked to her, I think, early on in her campaign. And I would assume the more she is on the campaign trail, she will get her voice. I don't think she fully had her own unique voice and message early on. The next time I talk to her, if it goes the same way that it did the first time, I'll be like, hmm. Because I want someone in Washington who will be able to articulate a message where you don't sit there and go, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that before. Ah, it sounds like this, you know, remove the face and it's the same person that I've heard, you know, a thousand times before. You don't hear that when you hear Bernie Moreno talk. You don't hear that when you hear Josh Mandel talk. You don't hear that when you hear Ruth Edmonds talk. And you- 